this is Commissioner Katie Barnett, and I would like to call the August 25th uh, Human Relations Commission meeting to order. I know because we're on Zoom that we have a few preliminary issues to get out of the way. Dr. Muhammad, do you want to do the fun announcement? Um, good afternoon. I'm uh, Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Uh, Ms. Kalina Coleman is going to read our preliminary instructions for tonight related to how we engage in this meeting tonight. Thank you, Chairperson Barnett and Ferris Muhammad. Good evening. My name is Kalina Coleman, and I will be facilitating the Zoom meeting. Here are a few housekeeping items for this virtual meeting. This meeting is being broadcast and recorded on the City of Lawrence YouTube channel. The public chat function is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. When you're not participating in the meeting, please mute your microphone. When you are participating in the meeting, please keep your video on. When you're not participating in the meeting, please turn your video off. You will still be able to hear the meeting. You can turn your video back on when you are participating. Turning your video off when you're not participating allows the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. If you have any trouble, please send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute microphones and or turn off people's video to minimize distractions. Please remember to state your name every time you speak for the benefit of those listening remotely. And now I will be returning the meeting back to Chairperson Barnett. This is Katie Barnett. Thank you so much. Um, I would first just like to make a slight change to the agenda because the bulk of our item items tonight is to review um, and discuss the changes to chapter 10. I'd like to move committee updates um, up under uh, as the uh, agenda item B2 and move review and discussion of chapter 10 to B3, uh, if that's possible. Um, okay, so the first agenda item is to approve minutes from June 23rd, 2022. Um, I'll give everyone a moment to look over the minutes and let me know if you have any objections, um, any changes or objections to approval. Um, just a couple minutes here. Are there any questions regarding the minutes from June 23rd? This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. I had a question just about the inconsistency and I apologize, I don't remember, but it says that present everyone was there, but then for all of the agenda items, it says that Commissioner Emerson was absent. So. Commissioner Emerson, I apologize. I don't remember whether you were present or absent, but I do notice that that's an inconsistency just in the minutes. Uh, this is Commissioner Emerson. I was not present. So uh, I uh, would move that we would correct that uh, for records sake. Are there any other questions or uh, amendments to the minutes? Seeing none, um, can I, could I get a motion to approve the minutes from June 23rd, 2022 with the exception of amending the attendance to reflect that Commissioner Emerson was absent. This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. I move to approve the minutes with that amendment that you just stated, Commissioner Burnett. This is Commissioner Stevens, I second. I'll take a roll call. Um, Commissioner Gipp. Aye. Commissioner Decog. 
Aye. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Aye. Commissioner Stevens. Aye. Commissioner Haswood. Aye. Motion passes. Thank you so much. Minutes are approved with that modification. Uh, moving on to agenda items. Uh, let's receive the case update from Ms. Afoka. Good evening, this is Elizabeth Hafoka. I'm the supervising city prosecutor. And um, I am also the investigator of human relations discrimination complaints that are filed with the city. Um, I uh, give an update at every meeting just to make sure everyone's aware of the investigations that are ongoing. And then I also provide a written report in advance about uh, inquiries that my office received that did not uh, lead to a discrimination complaint, a formal complaint being filed. So currently there is one open investigation that is an allegation of housing discrimination based on uh, disability. Actually, that case is almost conciliated. I'm just working on getting signatures from all parties. Um, they are out of state. Uh, there were zero cases closed since the June meeting and um, I don't actually read through the written report, but if anyone uh, reviewed it and has questions, I'm available to answer questions. This is Commissioner Barnett. Um, I just do have a question. So it's my understanding that the complaints that were received and traditionally sent over to HCCI um, where there were just general housing complaints, not based in a chapter 10 uh, discrimination complaint, those were sent to HCCI. We now have Leah Roslin who is um, in planning. She's the City of Lawrence housing manager, I believe is her title. Um, I noticed in the um, report that now a lot of complaints are being sent over to her. And I really love that. I think that's something that this commission has been, you know, working toward and hoping would happen. Could you just tell me, um, it looks like a lot were sent over to her. Um, can you tell me when that started? Was June the first month? That's my only question. This is Elizabeth Hafoka, Supervising City Prosecutor. Um, I do not recall the exact date, but I did have a meeting with Leah um, and it was recent. I believe it was since the last meeting. Um, and she informed me that HCCI it does not uh, have an office in Douglas County anymore, um, but that she being the, I believe her title is Affordable Housing Administrator, and that she would be available as a resource for people who have housing issues um, that aren't discrimination related, uh, or at least be able to sort of uh, be, a, be a connection between them and maybe a, a different local agency that could help them. So after I had the meeting with her, um, and I think it was late June, early July. After I had the meeting with her, uh, she you know, provided her contact information and made sure that I was aware that she was a resource. So uh, I informed the staff that I have in my office that also answer the phone, uh, that if we had callers, uh, instead of forwarding them to HCCI, we would send them to Leah and she would be able to get them connected to resources in the community that could help them. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much. Um, are there any questions for Ms. Afoka? Seeing none, thank you so much. Appreciate your time this evening. Um, we can move on to um, We can move on to uh, committee updates. I'll reserve the chapter 10 update for our discussion um, below. Um, program development, is there an update? 
Um, yeah, this is Commissioner Haswood. Uh, so we were able to set up a tabling event uh, last week at Haskell Nations University. Um, and it was, I would say, a success. I got rid of a lot of dog bowls um, in the cups. Um, there's a couple of chapsticks and uh, pamphlets left. So it was really great to get out in the community. Um, all of the swag has the human relations number on it. So it was just quite uh, simple to tell people um, generally what we do and um, they can have our the number in their back, back pocket, literally. So um, looking forward to doing more tabling events. Um, and then uh, I know we're still working on meeting up and trying to figure out a video and a script and all that. So. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been really great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, okay, cross-cutting work. This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. First of all, Commissioner Haswood, thank you so much for doing that. I think that's awesome that you guys were out there and could be, be out in the community finally. So that's really exciting. We have been working on the bylaws um, in conjunction with the Chapter 10 committee. And so we are kind of um, waiting until today's discussion. We did the first pass at the edits of the bylaws to make them just more neutral so that this committee has a little bit more flexibility to make decisions every year about what we wanna do, make them a little bit more vague so that we have a little bit more leeway to you know, set meetings when we wanna set meetings and just things like that. We also wanted to change the language, obviously, to be consistent with our new title. And so we will be continuing that work um, towards the end of the year as we make the chapter 10 um, or as the chapter 10 committee makes their edits. And then we'll obviously also probably again be taking on the role of doing our annual report, which didn't go anywhere last year, but we have it. So um, maybe Commissioner Haswood, we could get with your committee at some point to figure out a way to at least highlight that on the website or something since we already have the materials we could at least put them up there this is commissioner barnett thank you so much for the update and thank you all of you for all of your hard work um tabling is so much work hauling everything out there um and then i do thank the cross-cutting work committee for um working on the chapter 10 um or the bylaws for for everything that we've been doing um so commissioner decog do you have an update for the historical markers committee that you're on um yes so um they met during the time that I was actually in Spain, so I couldn't meet with them online. But so far, um, I have been having a discussion with um, Lynn Zollner, um, who is um, um, chairing that committee. Um, and we're getting ready to uh, do um, a marker called the Lawrence Paper Company uh, Rotary Marker. Um, which would be a marker that would be um, placed at the cast iron, um, you know, thing at the, the <laughs> whatever I could call it, um, at the, the um, Lawrence Paper Company. Um, it comes, it, you know, the, the company was founded in 1882 and the cast iron digester was, is, is going to be added there um, to talk about how pulp was made how paper was made. Um, so then um, what is also happening is um, we're gonna be meeting to have a discussion. Um, I did actually ask the committee um, how much it's going to cost um, this marker, because I know we have a budget and we would need to be within budget because we have some other markers that we're gonna be working on as well. Um, but they haven't been able to tell me yet anything about and how much it's going to cost. We are investigating two other markers to be created. Um, one is a marker that is going to be placed in um, in Lawrence near where uh, Tiger Dowdell died in, in 1970. So we're doing some investigation on um, that. And then we're also doing another investigation about um and 
on Harry Nick Rice, who was who also died um, after a shooting by the police um, in 1970 as well. Um, and that's also going to be a marker. And so that's the next um, next steps that we're kind of uh, following. We're first reading about the markers and and trying to decide whether you know where it would have to be and so on. So there's going to be another meeting um, um, with the committee, and I'll be part of that now since I'm no longer in Spain. Um, and so we'll get that done. So I just wanted to let you know that's that's as far as I have right now, and I'll let you know more about. Um, this marker at Lawrence paper that's going to be uh, placed there, and then the other two that we're working on at present. Thank you. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so I don't see anything else. Um, if there are no other questions, uh, we will move forward with the Chapter 10 discussion um, unless there are any objections. Um, so I guess I just want to give a little history of why, like, why are we talking about source of income? Um, you know, we, Chapter 10 talks about um, discrimination in housing. And I think from a superficial standpoint, if you don't understand underlying causes of housing insecurity, why does source of income belong in Chapter 10? Um, racial segregation is based at its core in housing um, and it's reinforced by housing policies that are uninformed and not open. Um, it's dependent on the perpetuation of things like source of income discrimination. So the research shows that source of income discrimination is a significant barrier to affordable and equitable housing. That's why it falls under our purview. That's why we are tackling this issue in chapter 10. Um, just a few things uh, I wanted to talk about briefly. I think, you know, and this is not my, I don't want to take credit for this, but the research shows really that we have two choices for housing discrimination. We can talk about the moral issues um, that underlie it, but we can also address the, the real source of it, which is um, the cost benefit um, of a source of income law. Um, and so anti-discrimination law. And, and that's, I think, where this, as I understand from all of our meetings, that's where this commission fell. Um, we are going to codify source of income discrimination and try and, and, and tackle this issue. Um, some of the re research actually shows, um, this isn't just like, a, again, like a moral idea. The research shows that when, when a city has a source of income ordinance, anti-discrimination ordinance, there's an 11% increase in voucher, voucher utilization by those who have housing vouchers. Um, and neighborhoods become slightly less racially segregated, um, statistically slightly less. Um, so there is a marker there. Um, and this is this is a new idea. I'm not um, saying that, that we have, you know, decades worth of data, but the data is showing providing, um, encouraging voucher utilization is going to house more people. Um, and so that's kind of where our policy choice lies. Um, and so before we get into like the meat of what it looks like, I just want to give you um, kind of the history of the changes to Chapter 10. Um, chapter 10, as we all know, gives this commission the authority to um, enforce our anti-discrimination ordinance and to oversee policy changes. Um, and so, uh, Kalina, would you share your screen and I can just briefly run through, guys, I just have five slides so we can stay somewhat organized on this journey. Um, so 
the Human Relations Commission, we've talked so much about what changes to make in Chapter 10. And it's it's truly a um, comprehensive change. We've talked about everything from source of income discrimination to where is the the where is the human relations department going to lie to whoops we um oh sorry no you're good Kalina um so what I think we need to focus on though for this evening is we've got to narrow our focus not to the structure of the the human relations um, division and not you know every single nitpicky word that's in chapter 10 but if we are going to make change for our community um, and and I think we all feel like it's important to make change before the winter um, before housing insecurity is really problematic for our community um, we should we should really focus on that so um, you know, there are a few little changes that this commission discussed um, at the last meeting. And so the two big changes are um, perhaps changing the name to the Civil Rights Commission um, and the source of income discrimination language. Um, so Human Relations Commission was created in 1961. It used to be a city department. Um, it's no longer a city department. The director of the human relations division is also the city attorney. Um, so why make changes? Well, you, I, we certainly were urged by the city commission back in 2020, um, as well as our community to refocus the human relations commission in chapter 10. Um, changing the name to better convey the purpose and mission of the Human Relations Commission. I think we all see that in the reports that we receive from um, Ms. Hifoka's office. There's a lot of confusion about who we are and what we do. What does Human Relations Commission mean? Um, we discussed that at length um, the last two meetings we had. Um, and then the other thing was to update the ordinance to reflect the needs of the community, which would mean adding a few protected classes, uh, a few other protected classes, source of income and immigration status. Uh, and then really reviewing and, and perhaps updating the complaint procedure. And when our subcommittee um, looked at the complaint procedure, I think that it has solid ground in chapter 10. And I don't know that it needs to be updated, but rather um, considered and more strongly followed. Um, but uh, th that's kind of what I saw. Um, Next slide. So with regard to the change of the definition or of our type of our name, uh, Civil Rights Commission is kind of what we settled on. I just wanted you guys to see the um, comparison um, of the Human Rights Commission name versus the Civil Rights Commission name. Um, taking this into consideration, I just um, know that we had kind of an informal vote to change it to Civil Rights Commission and perhaps tonight or um, next meeting when we vote on this whole package, we can uh, make more of an informed decision on that. Next slide. Okay, so here is the fun stuff. Um, we are adding immigration status as a protected class. Um, we are not defining it, um, but we are saying, um, you know, any provision that prohibits discrimination based on citizenship or, or immigration status, um, it doesn't apply when federal, state, or city law imposes citizenship or immigration status as a requirement for receiving employment, et cetera. Some of those things that we saw when um, we, when our city commission um, enacted the sanctuary city ordinance, um, some of the objections and um, state law conflicts, I just inserted that in there so we don't have to go over this again um, with the the city commission um, and that this is uh, not in conflict with any federal state or or sanctuary city law. Um, source of income means any source of money paid directly to an individual or family and then I will let you all read that and I want to pause here while you read it. Um, and say that this comes, and it'll be on the next slide, but this comes from research that um, subject matter experts 
have that that were given to our subcommittee. Um, this is has been suggested, reviewed compared to what other cities have done. Um, and I, I'm certainly not a subject matter expert here, um, but this is what was recommended, reviewed by the team, and ultimately where we landed. So take some time to look this over and let me know if you have any questions. Azure, uh, this is Commissioner Emerson. I'm kind of reading over that. Uh, I could just say that this is um, definitely want to give uh, Chair, uh, I'm going to say Chair Sellers, so she's city, city uh, uh, Commissioner Sellers, uh, but Chair um, Barnett. 100% gratitude on this. Um, this has definitely been a labor of um, an intentionality in, in bringing together um, just a diverse group of people to create something um, that can have some substantial impact. Um, not for people in Lawrence now, but you know, for generations to come. So this is pretty, pretty exciting stuff. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much. Um, what questions do you have? And I'll preface this with, I'm trying to guide us um, so we don't get too far in the weeds and, and drone out looking at a Word document. Um, but I will absolutely, as we move forward, share um, and screen, you know, share on the screen um, the actual changes, what it looks like in Chapter 10. Um, but I just wanted to give a brief overview and kind of um, ask some opening questions here with these really substantive changes. Um, do I ask her? <laughs> do I unmute myself? You don't have to unmute okay. yourself. Um, I was going to ask uh, Commissioner Barnett, this is Commissioner Gipp, on that item D, um, was there any consideration to uh, tribal um, support that um, individuals may get from their tribe, social service agencies or such? This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much for that. Um, I heard that it would, all of this would be in all encompassing. Um, and I don't think that we necessarily considered that specifically. I will look into that legally and figure out what is the exact language we need to add for that to be included. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Um, Commissioner Barnett, this is uh, Commissioner Decog. I have a question. Since yes. um, you have included immigration status in there and all of that in regards to immigrants, I was just wondering whether for source of income, you might consider adding something related to money that comes from overseas um, as source of income as well, because you, you have immigrants that have money you know, that might come from family or other kinds of means overseas. Have you thought about that at all? Or is that included in, in some of what you are saying here? This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you. Um, I think that, um, and you just mean financial support, not... Yeah. You know, and some people actually have accounts and all of those kinds of things overseas, money overseas, you know, in, in accounts overseas that they might use as sources of income, even though they might be here. That's what I was thinking of. So um, I would think that would fall under gift, under B, um, gift or bequest. Um, but we let me look into that with the experts and see what um, what they think if that's been challenged um, in other like if that language has been challenged in these other jurisdictions. Um, so I just would think it would be under gift, but let me um, do some research on that and get back to you. Um, just one more thing, because it, I mean, like if you have accounts overseas, it wouldn't be a gift, it would be your own money and stuff like that, or family money, that would be different. So to me, that wouldn't be a gift, that would be more than, you know, personal money. 
but it would be, um, you know, not American, but coming from overseas. Sure. Sorry, this is Commissioner Barnett. Sure. Thank you. That's helpful. I will look into that. Um, and let's just, um, what other questions do you guys have? And I, I don't want oh, to is, give. Sorry, this is Commissioner uh, Emerson, um, Chair Barnett. I, well, this is kind of just more of a general question. Um, it is when you say expert, can, for the people who are on the call, um, and you know, for our other commissioners, can you just kind of give them a couple of, of the groups that we brought in so they have a better understanding yes. when you say experts? Yes, Kalina, will you turn this, switch the slide for me, real quick? Thank you. Um, so here is the research team. Um, like we spoke about earlier, Leah Rosalind from the city of Lawrence. She's the city of Lawrence housing administrator. Um, Gabby Sprague, who's the human services program manager for Douglas County. Um, and Gabby Boyle with STA Care Center, who's done significant research in this area and really helped prepare this 400 page research packet. Um, and then um, I have had meetings with the city of New York, city of New York, New York legal aid, um, and then Kansas legal services, as well as the poverty and race research action, action council who reviewed this and was very excited about what we were doing. Um, and they provided some comments as well. Um, so I think that um, when we're talking about like, who are those people? We have national experts in housing. And then we also, I, I met um, bi-weekly for the last, I believe, four months with this local team of um, housing subject matter experts, advocates, and organizations that specialize in, um, oh my gosh, I, I forgot Marielle, um, from the Lawrence Douglas County Housing Authority, who has just been instrumental in helping push this along and getting the right language. Um, so these are the people who I've been working with over the last several months. Like I said, every other week we meet, go over the changes, questions, what everybody is seeing in practice. What are people, what are these organizations seeing that are barriers to access to affordable and safe housing? Um, and then what is the, 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 ideal language to really make a difference because the fact of the matter is we can have a source of income ordinance that's that that's fine but if we don't have the support from the community and if we don't have changes within article 13 which is our long-term rental licensing um article within the city code and we don't have you know support and buy-in from everyone this is not going to be successful um you know there are other ways to get around this type of discrimination you could just raise the credit score that you have to have um and so we really have to look at this comprehensively and so that's the, this is who i looked to for help in um, putting this whole package together does that help Oh, sorry, that, uh, uh, yes, uh, Katie, uh, sorry, uh, Chair uh, Barnett, that was incredibly comprehensive. Thank you, like always. This is Commissioner Barnett, thank you so much. Um, okay, so if we go back, uh, Kalina, to the um, page before with the language, and I don't want, I certainly don't want anyone to feel like speak now or forever, hold your peace, but um, are there any other questions that I could get to work on researching between now and when we uh, kind of take this on for consideration? And, you know, it has to go, I can talk later about the next steps, but like this is again, who knows if this is going to be what the city commission lands on. Um, we need to run it through the legal department. I can talk to all the attorneys I want in New York and Missouri and you know across the country, but um, Michigan and everywhere, but uh, we need to see what our legal department thinks about this. And so um, are there any other items, questions, or things that I can research in the meantime um, to kind of beef this up to what you'd like to see.
Okay. Um, moving on. And again, you can email me directly if you have questions. Um, that's the team. And then we do have three very broad lingering questions about chapter 10. And again, I think that at this juncture, we just, um, it's, it's not within our purview at this time to start reorganizing um, the internal city staff structure of the human relations division. Um, but I know that that's been something that the human relations commission has been interested in. And so um, I just wanna say that's not likely to be addressed right now. Um, also in chapter 10, the whole entire second half of chapter 10 is the city's internal affirmative action plan. Um, there are some small changes that we made to that, which is it states now that the purpose of the affirmative action is to um, ensure access to, uh, to minorities and women. Um, and that's really pigeonholing. And you know, I think that's very outdated language. So um, we just kind of changed that a little bit. But with regard to like who does what, there are about four different positions that I don't even know that the city has currently in their staffing plan. Um, and again, I don't know that that's something that we need to dive into right now. Um, the third thing is the domestic partnership registry. And um, if you guys have questions as we're going through the document, um, I'd love to hear them. But the domestic partnership registry essentially says um, it defines a domestic partnership. Um, and uh, Really, it just says you can be on the city of Lawrence's domestic partnership registry. Um, and once you're registered, you're on it and it has no legal effect whatsoever. So um, I've been trying to do some research with city staff, um, former commissioners, city staff, like where did this come from? What does it mean? Um, I think my assumption is certainly that Lawrence was creating a domestic partnership registry before um, gay marriage was legalized. Um, and so I'm kind of thinking, why do we even need this? And at the same time we're drafting this, our, the United States Supreme Court continues to limit rights um, of, of everybody in this country. And so maybe we shouldn't get rid of it. Um, I'm certainly not suggesting that. I just want to know what the purpose is. What is the legal effect of it? And if it has no legal effect, could we give it some binding legal effect? Um, should something happen to um, Ogrebefell? So um, those are just some broader questions that we can answer perhaps at a later time when we get um, the housing issue kind of um, resolved in chapter 10. And I'm done with my presentation now. Uh, thank you so very much, Kalina. I appreciate it. Um, commissioners, what would you like to see now? I have the chapter 10 language. I have the long-term rental section or article of our city code language. I have a new inclusive rental application and I have um, really the next steps that uh, this subcommittee was ho or the committee was hoping to see happen. Um, does anyone have a preference? My preference just in interest of time is that these documents be sent out to the commission for review. Everyone can send your comments back to me. Um, comments, questions, now that you know that they're, I mean, not like you ever thought that I was doing anything, but like we have a team of experts and people who can help with this research, um, who deal with these cases in court every day. Um, you know, everything that I did, I ran by, um, I ran through the cases that um, in New York City that were challenged and certainly Kansas law and New York state law are not the same. Um, but, you know, I got to see what people were saying when they were challenging the city of New York source of income 
overcome um, anti-discrimination ordinance. We looked at Austin. I, I can't even tell you all of the cities that, that we looked at to compile this, but um, I am happy to listen to your questions. I can send out these documents for your review now that you kind of understand how they all work together. Um, and I could give you updates on next steps. Um, what does everyone think? You know, that's kind of a very open question. I'm sorry, it's not more structured. This is Commissioner Stevens. I think it would be helpful to have the documents. I think that for me, it takes me a while to <clears throat> to maybe formulate a question. So I'd appreciate that. Thank you. This is uh, Commissioner Emerson. Uh, I would agree with uh, Commissioner Stevens. Um, I would even suggest that we look at moving, um, at, uh, submitting the uh, changes to uh, ch changes of Ordinance 10 as a first read, and then we come back. And um, I, personally, I would like to see this before our next quarterly meeting. Um, uh, a, a vote, um, but I'm not quite sure uh, logistically how that is done, like a special meetings or something like that. But that would be uh, one thing that I would suggest. Um, thank you. This is Commissioner Haswood. Um, I appreciate Commissioner Git bringing up the tribal concern just because we have, um, I think Haskell has a lot more students coming in this year. And through the pandemic, we had a lot of tribal rental emergency assistance. Um, so with that, I'd really want to see um, maybe get a tribal housing expert on the team to make sure we're not missing any uh, of that policy that we're looking at. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, I love that. That's why we have our commission. We all bring perspectives for consideration. Um, so I, um, again, this is not necessarily in my outside of this commission wheelhouse. If you all have someone um, that you um, would suggest, uh, I could do some research, but um, if you just know of someone, a housing expert, tribal housing expert, would you send them my way? Yes, <laughs> of course. Thank you. Not to put you on the spot, just send them <laughs> to me. Um, okay, so uh, we will get these documents sent out. I will say um, just it was, this document was passed around to so many people. Oh, and also uh, for reference, these documents were also passed on to um, every single housing organization and advocacy group that I can think of in Douglas County. Um, I relied heavily on the group to identify the, our research team to identify who those people, who those interested parties were, um, the stakeholders within our own community um, and, and send those, the documents off. Um, we got some really positive comments and, um, you know, I think when it comes time to for the city commission to consider this, um, we have significant support in the community. So um, this isn't. There's going to be significant public outreach as well. But like almost everyone in Douglas County, as I understand it, has had an opportunity. Advocacy and organize, housing organizations has had an opportunity to look at this, um, and. They've also, they've offered very helpful changes to it, um, also to the rental application. Um, so that also has been done. So if we talk about next steps, um, the next step would be to send the documents out to you all. They are in PDF form um, because as I was getting ready to say earlier, um, there have just been so many people with their hands in this. Um, there was a document that got very messy and then um, it was kind of tough to see the changes. So I've printed to PDF so you can see the changes, but um, you won't be able to like make, it won't be like a in, in an office setting where you can make comments and everything. Um, so if you could just type out your comments or let me know section wise what you'd like to see and, and questions. I feel like I know this pretty intimately. So if you just make reference to something, I can figure it out. Um, so next steps, these documents will go out to the commission. 
um, in the interest of moving this along before it gets freezing cold outside. Um, I would really enjoy having comments back within the next two to three weeks. Um, and uh, I would really appreciate having them back before September 12th, which is the AHAB meeting. I will be presenting at AHAB um, to see what questions they have. So we have like a really comprehensive uh, look at and comments on this. So um, does everyone agree that that's reasonable timing? Okay, thank you. Um, and then as far as um, in between now and then, this wonderful group of um, community members is going to start working on um, really getting a positive light on source of income, um, lived experiences, reaching out to the health department, um, you know, nonprofits and stakeholder statements um, of support will be coming in just like, you know, just like any big ordinance change, but we want to build that up right now. So we're not wasting a lot of time once it gets to city commission um, in hopes that there aren't very many substantive changes. And then um, really doing public education. How is this going to affect our community? Um, in a positive way. And then certainly there was an opportunity for landlords to be heard at um, uh, the last uh, Lawrence Douglas County Housing Authority Educational Summit that was at Rock Chalk Park. Um, I believe this came up, but there weren't very many questions from landlords. Um, I assume that with this meeting having happened today, we'll have um, some interest in that um, and and we'll, we need to hear from them. Um, and then uh, really we wanna get that public outreach done uh, again by uh, September 12th. And then once we get to AHAB, um, and, and see what their thoughts are, we will put this together and I will likely call a special meeting for a vote from this commission. Um, so what questions do you have about next steps? And, and I think that probably I've overlooked something, um, but you guys let me know what your thoughts are. This is uh, Commissioner Emerson and uh, that's, I mean, um, I, I love the ideal um, of ensuring that we continue to uh, draw out, uh, draw in, actually it's draw in um, public uh, comments and interests from diff uh, different groups. Um, I, again, just want to, uh, well, not again, I, I want to highlight or just make sure that we um, get the review uh, of a consultant uh, or uh, in housing and specifically with uh, uh, native housing um, as um, indigenous housing as Christina and uh, commission, sorry, Commissioner Hazard, Haswood and Commissioner Gibb was talking about. Um, so yeah, so I, I agree with this. Commissioner Barnett, what other comments and questions does everyone have? Chair Barnett, do you have a recommended motion? This Commissioner Bar Chair Barnett, um, I I don't, not this evening. I think that I really just wanted to get this out there, give everyone an opportunity to hear what's been going on before the documents were sent um, for consideration. I know in my professional work, when you know documents are just sent around without a conversation, it can be really um, frustrating. People don't feel heard um, and don't feel considered. They don't know the, the team. Like if I just sent this around, um, you guys would probably be like, I don't know what this animal lawyer thinks they know about um, housing. So I just want you to know that I was just essentially the typist and researcher um, on a lot of this. And uh, this team of advocates and people has just been really incredible to work with. Um, this is what our, what these organizations are doing every day in our community. And, and I am so hopeful that what this commission can do can make a remarkable impact on their work and free up 
their work to actually help people. Um, some of the issues have been, you know, there's a, um, one of the most remarkable things that I heard is that, you know, there's this assumption that if you accept housing vouchers, people with housing vouchers, um, you know, have traditionally do more damage to property and the data does not support that. And in fact, you know, there's a mitigation fund for damages for people with housing vouchers or people who are seeking advantage of um, housing assistance with these organizations. And there has been, uh, I think, to date, maybe in June, zero dollars. You know, no, no one has needed it because that's a myth. And so I, I think that these people, these advocates and professionals, housing professionals have so much knowledge and information. I'm so excited for them to present to city commission. Um, if you would like me to have them here for our next meeting, I can, but I do anticipate hoping to call a special meeting for a vote um, sometime before the end of September, the vote would then be, or the motion would then be to advance this forward um, with the support of AHAB, advance it forward for consideration by the city commission who would then get instruction from the legal department um, on small changes that need to be made, hopefully nothing significant. In the meantime, I do wanna say I will be continuing to do outreach with city staff, which would include the legal department. I'm not trying to spring this on anyone, um, but I really just have been working up to the last minute to get this done. Um, it's just, it's been a lot. Um, so those are the next steps. I do not have a motion unless uh, my fellow commissioners think a motion needs to be made. This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. I think your plan sounds fantastic. I think uh, everyone's input has been great. And I think that if we can just review the documents, we can stick to the timeline that you have set forth. This is Commissioner Burnett. Thank you. Um, so I will, with that, I will close out the discussion of um, this uh, chapter 10. And are there any commission items? Any public comment? Seeing none, do I have any other questions before someone makes a motion to adjourn? Okay, do I have a motion to adjourn? Uh, this is Commissioner Emerson. I motion uh, that we adjourn. Commissioner Stevens, I second. This is Commissioner Barnett. I'll take a roll call. Um, Commissioner Gipp? Aye. Commissioner Stevens? Aye. Commissioner Haswood? Aye. Commissioner Decog? Aye. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman? Aye. Motion passes. We are adjourned. Thank you all so very much.